Total Vibes! What a night of NBA playoff action. You're listening to the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K22. I am Mo Mootsi. Real name, no gimmicks. PJ Armstrong in the building too. We're going to be breaking down all of the action. And when I say all of the action, there's only one place we can start! Uh, (laughs) Hey, hey, are we going to... Bean Town? <laughs> no, the vibes. Listen, it, it, listen. It, it was 4:20 yesterday. So we got to go to the team wearing green. You know, we got to talk about this because the pressure was on. The Bruce Brown started the game on a nine-zip run by himself. The Celtics were down double digits at halftime. They were down 17, and I was hearing all the smack talk. Everyone's on me. Mike, Mo, Mo, can I say something? Can I say something? Yeah, I yeah, want yeah. you to. This is your moment. How many times did I call you during the game? Because normally you and I talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero. Zero. Yeah, yeah, Mo. You know what? Because you know what, Mo? I wanted you to have your moment. That was important. (laughs) No, seriously. I appreciate it. You know what, Mo? When they went up 9-0, I was calling you. I I, I I was waiting. I was waiting. I had had my phone. I I was like, how long is it going to take for this guy to ring me? But, uh, you know, the Celtics pulled out a bag. And, I, and what I want to do is, what I did a, a couple months ago is be talking facts. So I'm just going to lay the facts out here for everyone. Boston Celtics win game two. That's a fact. Ime Odoka looks like coach of the year. I think that's a fact. Al Horford, at his age, playing this kind of defense, Bruce Brown's eating his words. That's a fact. Jason Tatum, bona fide superstar. That's a fact. Jalen Brown, number two. That's a fact. Kyrie Irving, 10 points in the game. Same amount as Peyton Pritchard scored in 15 minutes. That's a fact. Kevin Durant in jail. That's a fact. Four from 17 from the field. That's a fact. Boston Celtics up to zip. That's a fact. Defense is swarming the Brooklyn Nets without Rob Williams. That's a fact. So, BJ. This is your chance now to change your prediction because you called the Nets in seven. <laughs> and this is a one-time <laughs> offer right here, right now. To change your prediction. Oh. I'm giving you the offer. I'm extending the olive branch. This is your oh, one-time I, offer. I, I have to, I have to, I can't, I can't turn midstream. I can't turn around. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a river. I flow in one direction. I said it. <laughs> I have to stick with it and live with the results. Mm. I give this I give the Celtics credit. They have they have maintained home court advantage. They did not play well, especially early in the game. Oh, Got this, down big. What did I say? To but you give them that? credit. Give, give, give them credit. Defensively, they kept them in the game. They grinded this game out and they just wore the Nets down. They just and, and again, the Nets were very careless with the basketball. In particular, Kevin Durant, who I thought was going to come back and have a monster game today. I think the whole world expected and, that. Yeah, and and it just wasn't there. So right now, the Nets have to go home. They played well enough to win probably in both games. I was concerned in the first half when they did not get up 20. Yeah, They should have been up a minimum 20. The game should have been points. done by halftime. That was, as I said yes. to you after the game finished, I watched this game. And that was the worst Celtics game I've seen in the year 2022. It gave me flashbacks of last year when they were a bad team. That was horrendous, especially in the first half. The, the offense, nothing was happening on offense. 
The defense was awful. They were giving away crazy fouls. But then the second half, Kevin Durant, zero from 10 from the field. And can we now commend Jason Tatum, who not only plays like a superstar on offense, but takes on the challenge of Kevin Durant on defense, contests his shot, and he blocked Kevin Durant for the second game in a row. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. The main question a lot of people have is what's going on with Kevin Durant? And the Celtics are playing great defense on him. But remember before the series began, what was the thing that I kept saying on Sky Sports? And this isn't a I told you so thing. This is just a genuine area that I'm looking at. I was saying, okay, everyone's telling me Brooklyn have got the best scorers in the world, et cetera, et cetera. But they had to play Kevin Durant 40 plus minutes against Indiana to close out the regular season and 40 minutes, 40 plus minutes against Houston to close out the regular season. Then he had to play 40 plus minutes against Cleveland in the playing game. Kevin Durant's actually played over 40 minutes over his last 10, 11, 12 games. And how much time did he miss with an injury? How many months was he out with an injury? To be out for that long, they come back in and have to carry his team like that. And now to deal with the physical defense of Boston, who have got a bunch of guys because he's being guarded by Jason Tatum. They're running through some screens. Okay, now Jalen Brown's on him. Jalen Brown's a physical on-board defender. And then, they, okay, you're going to get a switch for Al Horford, who for somehow defies all logic and is able to stay in front of him. And then you're going to get switched on to Grant Williams, who's been extremely physical. And like you said the other day, he's been trying to become the new PJ Tucker. It's crazy what Kevin Durant is having to do right now just to get shots off. Made field goals in this series. Al Horford has 14. Kevin Durant has 13. And this is all without Rob Williams on defense. This is all with Daniel Tice playing 30 minutes. You know, they're saying attack at Daniel Tice. Well, if it was that easy and that simple, you could go do it. Kevin Durant, this series is 13 for 41. Two from seven from behind the arc. Eight assists with 12 turnovers. Minus 23, the lowest on the nets. So, I know he's going to bounce back. It's like a given. It's like a given, right? At some point, he will wake up and he will just go on one of those Kevin Durant insane scoring streaks. But what we were saying earlier is, I've not seen KD have back-to-back games this bad, maybe ever. Like, he's had the occasional off night, but he always responds. But tonight in the fourth quarter, he was outscored by Peyton Pritchard. I don't think I've seen KD have back-to-back games this bad. And I don't want to put it all on KD. Kyrie Irving finished the game with 10 points, but zero middle fingers, but 10 points for the Brooklyn Nets. (laughs) You know, I think that 50 grand fine got to him. Um, the one thing, the one thing I, I forgot to say on yesterday's episode is I want to give a shout out to Trey Young. And the reason okay. being, he had the entire Madison Square Garden last year screaming, F Trey Young, Trey Young's bold, Trey Young's this, Trey, and he didn't even respond. He let his play do the talking. And I really expected Kyrie to come out tonight and go nuclear and drop 30, 40 points. Instead, he dropped 10 in 40 minutes. So the Celtics defense was great. The Nets. They played a great game, I feel like. It, like. Aside from the superstar scoring, everyone else on the Nets played an amazing game. Bruce Brown, like I said, started off hot. He finished with 23. Goran Dragic gave you 18 off the bench. The biggest area that I was looking at when I called you this morning before the game, I said, what's the adjustment for the rebounding? Because that's where the Celtics killed them. And then tonight, they matched the Celtics on the board. On the boards, they were all crashing the boards. The guys on the perimeter were all crashing the boards. The smaller guys, they weren't being blocked out. They were they were getting on the boards. I think they did a great job, the role players. The superstars didn't step up. I'm sure the superstars will step up in the next couple of games. 
I don't know if the role players can replicate that. But BJ, what are your thoughts heading into games three and four in Brooklyn? You know, Mo, after watching these two games here, and it's really hard to say and really kind of predict what's going on because this, this game has taken on an odd course, you know. Brooklyn doesn't play well in the first half of the first game, and they get down big, and they hang around with a chance to win. And then it was kind of a reversal tonight. Boston doesn't play well, but they hang around, and they win the game. And I'm not really sure what's going on. And maybe, Mo, what I've underestimated is how effective the star players, especially for Brooklyn, are were or I thought they were going to be. Now, I have to give credit to the defensive schemes of the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum is the primary defender on Kevin Durant, which is a phenomenal responsibility on his behalf because we know he's an exceptional offensive player. But give him credit. You're watching him develop into a star a superstar, a true superstar where he is taking on the challenge. And I give him all the credit for that. But oh, you oh, can oh. really see. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. He's winning MVP next year. I'm going to just tell you that from now. But, but carry well, on. I, as you know, I, I, I thought he, yeah. I, I think I picked him a, a year or two. And I said, this guy is going to be an MVP. So it, that would not surprise me. However, you know, the thing that's really been shocking to me and I don't really know how to say it other than to just to say what I've been seeing. Offensively, I'm not really sure what's going on there in Brooklyn. And I'm trying to be patient. I'm trying to see the adjustments. I'm trying to see how to utilize a player of the caliber of a Kevin Durant in particular and Kyrie Irving and utilize them away where you would do the following, ball movement, player movement. Now, one thing has really stood out to me, Mo, in this series, okay? Kevin Durant has not played well offensively. But I don't see him being utilized and putting him in different areas of the floor to try to get him some space or get him an easy look. And the thing that is most troubling to me, whether he's making shots or not, is the following. Without question, unequivocally, absolutely, the Boston Celtics are the most physical team in this series, hands down. And you cannot deny that one. Now, I can accept missed shots. I can, I can accept missed assignments. I can accept, okay, tonight, you know, we just didn't have it. But, Mo, every time I see or watch the game. The Boston Celtics are the most physical team setting screens when they're playing offense. And without, they're just running through the screens of the, of the Brooklyn. It's like they're just running through. And what, what I'm seeing, Mo, is the referees will adapt too. Mm, the referees and were quite... They are just... The, the refs were playing was quite a lot for both sides this evening. Yes. But you can see how physical... Mo, this I I like. There was one play to, tonight, and I got a call from an executive. 
you know, because I'm just talking to people because I just want to hear what people got to say. You know, I'm talking mm-hmm. to players, uh, retired players. And an executive called me and I didn't pick up. I was like, ah, I'm not on Austin Gay. And he called again. He said, did you see that? I said, what? He goes, did you see Jason Tatum push Claxton? And I was like, I did see that. He was like, since when did Jason Tatum become like the enforcer? And, and, and I thought. I love that you mentioned this. Because Tatum was having a horrible night and him and Claxton got into a little, a little shove back and forth and that right. woke Jason Tatum up. You know, because when yeah, it, you it, have it, the role it, players, you want to get under the superstar skin, it backfired badly for Brooklyn. No, I, I, and I thought, wow, like, it's a new... You, we talk about culture, right? And, you know, we talk about it, but no one ever explains what it is, okay? <laughs> well, let me tell you what it is. I don't know what it is either, but I just know it when I see it. And suddenly now Jason Tatum is, you know, he's bringing the physicality to the game, which is great to see. And you know, that is part of Coach Udoka's personality. He's done a great job. He's done a phenomenal job. You got to give Brad Stevens credit. You got to give Brad credit. Executive of the year, in my opinion. You got to give him credit. You have to give the Celtics team credit. The way they're oh, playing. The best they part. They play for one another. I forgot and, and, to mention the best part. Did you see what Marcus arrived to the game in? I did not. Marcus has, a because he, he always wears dressing gowns, right? He's always in a Versace right. robe. Now he has a robe, <laughs> which has D-P-O-Y embroidered on the back in gold. It's amazing. It's amazing. I'll send it to you. It, you it's you amazing. But when you pull up in that, you have to come correct. And I think, and he, and, you, know, and, you know, he sets the tone. He has everyone organized defensively. But Udoka has done a great job as a coach, you know, yes. mixing up the coverages as well. They started the game doubling, not doubling, but trapping hard, blitzing on the screen rolls. Then they right. went back to switching. Then they, like, they keep giving it different looks. And there was, there was one shot that really stood out to me. KD missed a wide open jumper because Al Horford was on five fouls at the time. And he didn't even try to contest it. So they got the switch and he just carried on running to go get a rebound if KD missed. And I think KD was trying to get, you know, he expected it to be contested. And so when there was no hand in his face, it kind of confused him because what the scouting report says about Kevin Durant is he feels out the defender on the body to get his rhythm, to get into his flow. He'll bump the defender, feel them out. So when he can't get that, he kind of threw him off balance a little bit. So, you know, I, I think every member of the Celtics team stepped up. Fantastic win. I just hope they take care of business in games three and four. Mo, can, can, I, can we just stop here for just a, a, of a course. tiny second? Of course. What is going on with Kevin Durant right now? I mean, he's had, what, 12 turnovers in the last two games? Mm-hmm. This is not Kevin Durant. What is going on here, Mo? I, I mean, I, well, I mentioned seen this I, I mentioned earlier how the minutes are taking a toll on him and the physicality of he's being – if you watch – okay, what I want you to do is watch the game – but don't watch the ball or what's going on. Just watch Kevin Durant, okay? Watch him try to get to his spots. You know where KD likes to catch the ball? Free throw line extended on the elbows. That's where he wants to catch the ball. But they're making it tough for him to even get there to receive the ball. They're making him... He's tired trying to get to the ball. And then when he does get the ball, a defender's going to dig down and try and help. And a help defender's going to come across. And then... If he misses, even if he makes the shot, he's got to go down the other end and he's got to guard Jason Tatum. That's why I said Ben Simmons is the key to Brooklyn winning this series because that changes everything. 
But KD's got to guard Jason Tatum on one end, and then he's got to fight for his life on the other end just to get the ball in his hands. And then when he does, he's being swarmed. I know it's it's, it's not crazy, but you know, um, he did have some problems against those grit and grind Christies. You know, Tony Allen did a great job, and then they had Zach Randolph, uh, Mark Gasol. These guys were great positional help defenders. It reminded me a little bit of that. But we're going to have to see. I expect him to bounce back for game three. I expect Brooklyn to win game three. I really do. But we're going to have to see what happens uh, because it was a great night of NBA action because you switched over from the Celtics game into a Sixers game against the Raptors in Toronto. So no Matisse Tybal because of the vaccine. We've already been through this. They went to overtime and then Joel Embiid. If I told you that the one of the heaviest players in the league, a seven-foot guy, scores the game winner, you're going to imagine he scored like, you know, a hook shot or a dunk or a drop step. This guy hits an off-the-catch, out-of-bounds play, <laughs> fading. This is your starting crowd. center, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> three-pointer. It was unbelievable. Like, the skill that this man possesses, unbelievable. You know, MVP, not MVP, I don't care, okay? Because it's a regular season award. We're not in a regular season anymore. The MVP of the postseason gets the championship. And the way Philly are playing now, they've officially, after three games, silenced all the critics. I think the way that Embiid is leading the squad, the way that Maxi is their second best player now, hard and fouled out in overtime. He picked up his sixth foul, so he couldn't play. But I think they're for real. And for the Toronto Raptors, you know, I picked the Toronto Raptors to win. You picked the Toronto Raptors. I think everyone picked the Toronto Raptors to kind of upset them. And it was the most likely upset, although we don't like to say upset, but you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. the, the problem for them is... They are where they were almost before the Kawhi trade. They're that one piece away because they don't have someone that's just taken over an offense. That's what I see when I'm looking at the Raptors. They just don't have the guy that when everything breaks down and you can't get anything going, that you can just throw the ball to and he's going to go out and get you something. I mean, Fred can do it sometimes. Pascal can do it sometimes. Even OG did it, you know, but no one's doing it on that elite level that you need to win. In the playoffs, if the Sixers get in trouble, mm-hmm. they can throw the ball at Embiid and he will get you something. Or they can throw the ball at Harden and he'll get to the line or even get you a bucket. But for me, the Raptors... put Tyrese Maxey in there now. You have to put oh, Tyrese Maxey in that. Oh, 100%. Right. But, but for me, that's what the Raptors are lacking. And I feel like next season, and I don't want to say that this series is over, but a three zip down, I can't see, you know, credit to Doc Rivers because I really wanted to make a joke about him throwing away a 3 0 lead, but he's coached so well, I can't even make the jokes anymore. Credit to him, <laughs> you know, <laughs> BJ, if he does, but that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but, but, you know, going to next season, I think they're not going to be able to get on the start. It's going to all go down to the growth and development of uh, Scotty Barnes. That's what I think is going to be what it is. Maybe move Fred Van Fleet a little bit more off the ball, have Scotty Barnes playing with the ball in his hands because he didn't play tonight. He was injured. And I think if he did play tonight, they would have won that game. So, yeah, I mean, you could, without questions, no excuses. Every team has their obstacles. And Everyone injuries has injuries to yeah. overcome. Yeah. And but without question, if Toronto were, were going to win this series, they're going to be, have to be at full health. Let's make no doubt about that. And losing a player as impactful as Scotty Barnes, perhaps, you know, even though he's a young player, he's without question in their top three. He don't play like a rookie. Impact. He don't yeah, play like a rookie. So, you know, you're going to need fresh, young, athletic bodies to come at Joel Embiid to try to contain him and, and force him to play at a pace probably he doesn't want to play at. 
However, that's not the case. Philadelphia has done a terrific job. Tyrese Maxey and, and company, they've, they've, you know, they've done what they set out to do. And they are winning games. You know, Maxey, what he had like 19 points or something tonight. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Joel Embiid was sensational. I mean, what a play. You know, that was just an amazing shot for anyone, let alone your starting center, right? A man mm-hmm. of his size. And uh, he plays, what, 40-something minutes? 44, yeah, 33 and 13. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He gets it done. And, Great and job. And, I, I, uh, I'm going to give a chance to close it out. I want to give a shout-out to James Harden here, who's just turning into – I think what he's realizing is as he gets older, his game's got to mature. Because we talked about on previous episodes how he's kind of lost a little bit of that explosiveness. But another game with double-digit assists. You know, he's really using – he's got great passing vision. That, that's fine. I, I, really I'm, I'm okay it. with and it, that. And as long as it wins, I'm not mad. But I would like to take this time to apologize to the fans of the Chicago Bulls. Because we all had <laughs> the Bucks easily <laughs> walk no, through you this had. Series. You had. We all, I said they're going to win at least one game. I said they're going to win one So did I. So did I. So did I. Remember, I, I said – I said, out of respect to DeMar DeRozan, I've got the Bucks in five. But I thought they'd win one at home. I did not expect them to win game two on the road in Milwaukee. Okay? They won last night with DeMar DeRozan. And this is why I said Bucks in five, because you've got to respect DeMar DeRozan. DeMar had 41 points, seven rebounds, four assists, two blocks and a steal. But the hero of the night for me only had nine points. 10 assists, but two blocks, two, uh, two steals. Alex Caruso on the defensive end was a monster. Was well, his floor game. He, he played monster. a terrific floor game, and he just did it all. He did it all. He even gave Giannis problems. <laughs> I've never seen anyone give Giannis problems. He was doing it all. It was crazy. It was, you know, he wasn't afraid. He even to ch- tried to take a charge on Giannis. Things you'd love to see. And the Chicago Bulls came out with a win. And I do have to say, though, that Bobby Portis missed a lot of that game. He got elbowed in the eye by Tristan Thompson. It's crazy to me that um, Tristan Thompson is playing in 2022 in the playoffs with all due respect. Um, Tristan Thompson elbowed him in the eye. (laughs) And um, Chris Middleton has really sadly um, sprained his MCL in his left knee. Um. That's which a concern. Is, which is worrying. And I don't know what that means in terms of how long he's going to be out. Um, if it's a grade one, that's usually about two weeks. If it's worse than a grade one, then it could be even longer. But it looks like he'll miss the rest of the series and maybe even some of the next, next series. So now the Bulls have a very real chance with no Chris Middleton in. Because- well, you know, you know, you know what Mo was was very telling in that game was the lack of death, especially scoring off the bench in the absence of Bobby Portis. Mm -hmm. If Bobby Portis isn't there because they need someone to kick score double figures off the bench. Yeah. Giannis is going to do what Giannis is going to do. I I thought Brooke Lopez had a, you know, you know, he, he had, had a, good, a very timely game for him. He had a good Probably game. the best game since his return, right? Yeah. He had, yeah, a very he had 25 timely game. points as well. Drew Holiday. You no, know, Drew, 15, Holiday, 18 had, Drew Holiday had a bad game. Well, I, I didn't like he had Drew Holiday's game. Points. He had six well, turnovers. We've seen him have he better. Had six yeah. turnovers. 
And um, he shot, what, 30-something percent from the field. He wasn't a true holiday we were accustomed to seeing. I'll put it like that. Yeah, I mean, he's had better days. But you know what? Overall, I, I'm okay with that. But you could see coming off the bench, I mean, there was nothing there. They got six points nothing. combined from Connaughton and Grayson Allen. Six points. And that to be, and, and, you know, those, and they only played like seven or eight guys. You know, seven, eight guys, if I, you know, just watching the game right off the, you know, just visually as I was watching. And that to me was was disturbing. You know, you when you get, you know, you you get these efforts, 33, you know, Giannis, what he had about 18, 20 rebounds or something, eight and nine assists. You know, that's enough to win. But give DeMar DeRozan, okay? I gotta give, I gotta shift the focus back here. DeMar DeRozan was simply sensational. You know, he had a phenomenal regular season. And tonight, what does he come up with? 41 points, mm-hmm. seven rebounds, four mm-hmm. assists. And some big buckets down the stretch. Yes, he did. And you know what? Played a lot of minutes. You know, 44, 45 minutes. I can't even recall. It seemed like he was in the game for the full oh, 48 minutes. Yeah, it felt like he didn't but sub give out. him credit. So, so Yeah, I mean, he was great. My question is to this now. With no Chris Middleton, let's assume he's out. I don't know what, what his status is, and hopefully he's back. But with no Chris Middleton, do you think the Bucks might be at risk of losing here? I'm concerned, Mo. I'm, I'm because because really one thing we have to say as well: Nikola Vucevic played good defense. You know, we've spoken Ooh. a lot about the lack of activity. <laughs> Nikola, I'm not. I'm not saying he played great defense, but he held up well enough to win the game, and he gave you 24 and 13. I'm pretty impressed by Vuce. If they can get that version of Vuce every night. That's a good thing for them. So, I don't know. I, I, I'd be a little bit worried if I was a Bucks fan. I'm not going to lie. I still think Giannis is great enough to win the series, but it's not going to be as easy as anticipated. Listen, anytime you have, a, you have an injury to a star player, one of your star players, that's a concern. Okay, I don't know who it is. And let me assure you, Mo, on the other team, there is a player whether it's DeMar DeRozan, Brandon Ingram, Anthony Edwards, whomever, they are capable of having a night. DeMar DeRozan can carry a team. Yes. On any given night. Yep. Okay. I I don't care if Chris Middleton was on the court or not. DeMar DeRozan was having a DeMar DeRozan night when everybody was on the court. Now, do I think they can still win the series? Absolutely. But, you know, the champs now, they got hit. Phoenix yesterday. Yeah, this is the perfect segue. Hit. This is the perfect okay. segue. BJ. They got hit, and Phoenix now. We got to talk about their this. their star player is out with a right hamstring injury. Yeah, because okay. it reminded me so, of this game. We 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 could yes, get on. Too. I mean, everybody's gonna everybody's gonna get hit. Now, can you absorb the hit and keep on coming? That's the question. This isn't going to be easy, Mo. Mo, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something here. There's a reason there aren't many teams that can go back-to-back. And Mm -hmm. for sure, there's a reason why teams don't go back-to-back-to-back. So, Mo, when you lose, it's to be expected. I know it doesn't sound right. Oh, but this is the NBA. And, Mo, what do you always hear me say? Everybody's going to make a what, Mo? Everyone's going to make a run. Everybody's going to make a run. Everybody. Well, now, the greatest teacher, Mo, remember this because you're going to be a GM someday. The greatest teacher is when you lose. Yeah. Why? 
because you have the attention of the players. Now, you know why everyone's in shoot around, hanging out, laughing, da da da. Nope. Now, <laughs> not anymore. That's over. Guess mm-hmm. what? Just like the Memphis Grizzlies, I thought that was great for them to lose in game one. Okay, let's let's break this down because we we got to talk about yesterday's games. We didn't get a chance to discuss them yesterday. Um, right, let's go through. Them. So so yesterday we didn't break down the games. BJ had some meetings. So I didn't oh, call gosh. him. Oh, gosh, blame it on me. He, no, no, no. <laughs> blame so, it on me. So I didn't call him because I thought he was still in the meetings. And he didn't call me because I was. he thought I was asleep. So we're both sat there watching the games by ourselves, not calling the other one, <laughs> saying, yo, we should be recording a show right now. So anyway, we're going to break right. down yesterday's games. Uh, shout out to our friend Els, who was a big Pelicans fan, and she was disappointed that we didn't break down the Pelicans game. Oh. So this one is for you, Els, because I know you bump the podcast every morning in the gym. So we're going to give the love to Brandon Ingram right now because he came up big time, 37 points, <laughs> 11 rebounds, nine assists as the Phoenix Suns lose to the New Orleans Pelicans. The eight seed New Orleans Pelicans go into Phoenix and level the series. And man, they looked fantastic. CJ McCollum, 23, hit some huge three points down the stretch, had nine assists as well. You know, Valanciunas, did well in his minutes, but for me, Larry Nance Jr. coming off the bench to go a little right. bit smaller to give them that versatility so Valentinus didn't get picked on by Chris Paul in the screen role was amazing. Jackson Hayes might not look impressive on the scoreboard, but they think he's a big, so they're trying to isolate him in the screen roles as well. What they don't realize is he might just be the biggest wing player ever because he's so insanely quick. You see him leaking out on the fast break. Jay Crowder can't catch up with him. He's insanely quick. Um, obviously, Devin Booker got injured, and he had a first half for the ages. He had 31 points in the first half before going down with a hamstring injury, which is terrible to see, and we hope that he can recover. But I'm hearing that he won't be back for games three and four. So that's going to be interesting. But BJ, I don't think anyone expected that series to be level 1-1. What are your thoughts? First, let's, let's give a, a shout-out to my main man. Coach I was waiting. I was Green. waiting. Great. Come on. <laughs> I, 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 I have to give a shout out. Yes. I have to give three. a shout out. Yeah. He's that's what a great, I just, I got one word to describe this confidence. If there's anything that's necessary to be a professional athlete, I don't care what sport it is, is confidence. Coach Green is coaching in giving these players so much confidence, okay? This kid, Alvarado, mm. I don't know. Grand Theft Alvarado. Where he came from. I don't know where he came from. Well, neither do the people he steals the ball from. He creeps so up on them. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> okay, let me tell you something. Yes. He's playing down the stretch, closing mm. out a game. Trey Murphy as okay. well. Yeah, and and let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something that's just... You know, I, I try to watch the game and figure out, like, okay, it's great. B.I. was great. I'm, I'm going to get to him in a little bit. But you know what's amazing to me? You know who played the most minutes last night? No. You know who played the most minutes? Okay. You know who played the most minutes? Herb Jones. Yes. A rookie. Now, think about this, Mo. Mo, you have a must-win game on the road versus the best team in the league, and you go to your rookie 
Well, he's a rookie. Versus but he, Chris Paul. He could Versus be on a, Chris Paul. He could be on an all-defensive team this year. That's how impressive Mo, Mo. he's been as a rookie. He's still a rookie. Okay, he may be playing like a veteran. That's a rookie. Yeah. Okay? And Mo, he's playing with confidence like I haven't seen in a long time for a young player. Mm-hmm. B.I., man, you talk about a superstar. He showed you last night. He took KD's he powers. The, oh, he, he's the real deal. I mean, there's, this man, he was making some shots last night. Now, else, let me tell you something. We probably didn't need to do a show because we couldn't have did it justice. You just need to, you need to go watch the tape. They were executing like a championship caliber team, Mo. I told you this earlier. When we I, spoke. It's, it's like there's an unwritten rule. There could only be one super skinny seven foot wing scorer in the league. He's taking the pass from KD and he's challenging himself. You what. <laughs> now, I don't know. I don't know if who this ba- Brandon Ingram is. I, you know, I, I've seen him have like stretches. He was wow. He was like wow last night. I mean, he made big. When they needed a bucket, the big fella just said, hey, throw me the ball. And I don't care who's on me. I'm going to do what I need to do. So great job. Great execution. They play like seasoned veterans. Their execution was flawless. And you know what? They came out of there with the win. Now, they're going to go home. They're going to be in front of their crowd. The expectations is they're going to be better. But, you know, the one thing you don't want to see happen is now when you go home and everyone's giving them the praise. Yes. And they're going to be hearing the praise now tomorrow in the in the media. And then the next day, job's not and done. How they should win the game. And now is not not the time to let up. OK, because let me tell you something. Chris Paul and company, they're going to be ready to play. They're going to be ready. Now, I know Coach Green understands that. He knows that Phoenix Suns team better than anyone. And, Mo, I will continue to tell you this on air and off air. I'm watching closely because he coached that team a year ago. It's the same as Ime Doka in the Brooklyn Nets. Nets. He was inside that coaching stuff. And they know, mm-hmm. okay? And it's interesting to watch. It's interesting to watch former coaches coach against their mentors or teams they coached just a year ago because they give you the blueprint. Now, I'm going to watch very close. I was watching yesterday, and I was like, wow, those are big shots. But that was a great game plan that he had. Mm-hmm. He spread the floor, he spread them out, and they executed. So you know what? Everyone should be happy. New Orleans. And you know what? You know what I love most? I want to say this. If I'm a New Orleans Pelicans fans right now, I have hope. And you got Zion waiting too. Because you have Zion sitting over there and I'm seeing that young man smile. And I can't help but think, even me, Mo, Mm -hmm. I can't help but think, what could this really look like if they were fully healthy? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was thinking, what if they can get 10 minutes of Zion off the bench? Well, I don't want him to play now. I do. I I do. If they can knock the Phoenix Suns out in round one, oh my God, everyone's bracket busted. But do you know my favorite part? Let's not go down that road right now. My favorite part is Brandon Ingram used to be on the Lakers. 
killing it in the playoffs. We just spoke about Alex Caruso having a great game. Used to be on the Lakers. Could have been. <laughs> Could have still been a Laker. Not on the Lakers. Brooke Lopez had a great game. Was a Laker. Bercy Matthews had a great game. And another guy that springs to mind, Kyle Lowry, who they refused to trade Talon Horton Sucker exchange for. He's now over in the number one seed Miami Heat in the Easter Conference, who went two zip up against the Atlanta Hawks. Shout out to David Beckham in the crowd. National hero over here from <laughs> Beck's Beck. courtside. You know, yes, he um, was. and he was there. And Jimmy Butler, his friend, did not disappoint, dropped 45 points. It mm. looked like he was playing in the bubble again. I know I don't want to get too excited about it because they're playing against the Atlanta Hawks team with no Clint Capella, so limited rim protection. Because John Collins, the Atlanta Hawks look good. You know what, Mo? I thought they looked okay. better in the, se- in the second if, game. If I, anyone watched that, credit, Mo. Okay, okay. if anyone watched, they look better because they couldn't have got looked worse than the first game, but. If you watch that game, I'd, I don't want anyone to tell me that Trey Young's the All-NBA player. I, I really don't want anyone to tell me to Trey because he got cooked on defense. And it's not that he just got cooked. He wasn't trying. You know, anytime he gets switched on to Jimmy Butler, he may as well have said, okay, Jimmy, there's the lane. Walk straight through. Go and score a layup. Because that's what I saw right. from Trey Young on the defensive side of the ball, as well as him going two for 10 from downtown on the offensive side of the ball. On defense, he was non-existent. And, you know... Everyone's got to buy in when you're missing the anchor, Clint Capella. Everyone's got to buy in and step up. The perimeter point of attack defense was just not there. You can see Miami going at him in screen roll actions. And yeah, that's that's what I still saw. But also shout out to Bogdanovich, 29 points off the bench. Um, you know, that lead their leading scorer. But you know, this this Miami Heat team looks like they're gonna take care of business quite easily. I don't know how long Clint Capella's out for, but they need him for that defense. Yeah, without questioning, they need Clint. They they miss his defensive ability. This, this is not a very good defensive team from the get go, but Clint Capella certainly could help with his shot blocking. He's very active, and uh, he's a very agile, big, very versatile defender. So they're going to miss him. Hopefully, he'll have a speedy recovery. We love to see him back, but that injury did not look good when it occurred there uh, in Cleveland. Yeah, well, you know, looking ahead at tonight's games. We've always got the Warriors and the Nuggets. I expect the Warriors to go in and, and do what they've been doing. We've got the Mavericks in the Jazz, which intrigues me, but we've also got game three between the Timberwolves and the Memphis Grizzlies. So the last game we're going to wrap up today is game two that the Memphis Grizzlies came out and absolutely crushed. And for me, the difference in this game was simple. They simply didn't play Steven Adams as much. Guess how many minutes he played in this game? Well, you know what? I, I like the adjustment that they made. Yeah. I, I like the adjustment. I don't know. What did he play? 15, 16 minutes or something? Uh, I mean, he didn't uh, play uh, a lot. Uh, uh. He played two minutes and play? 50 seconds. Oh, wow. Wow. And wow. and he said, whatever we need to do, coach, I'll be there. He wasn't even mad about it. It's, it's, a, bad, he, it's a bad he, matchup yeah, for him. He recognized it's a bad matchup. And he recognized that Jaron Jackson and Brandon Clark and Xavier Tillman, who I mentioned, you know, the other day, Xavier Tillman could come in just because they're slightly more athletic with the lateral quickness. Um and, and they can well, it, really do a better job. I'm, so I'm going to tell you, you know, this Carl Anthony Towns guy, he's really turned into a stretch five now. He's always been a stretch I mean, five. He's, just a, I well, he's always been a stretch, but now he's just, he's a stretch five now. You know what I mean? At first you were like, yeah, because oh, he could get it on guy the post. Who could shoot a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like a big guy who could shoot a little bit. Now he's just a stretch five. Mm-hmm. And 15 and, points. And, and, and and the stretch but, five went zero from one from behind the arc. Yeah. So when you take that away, 
you really take away his game now. He's just kind of settled on being a stretch five now. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Great adjustment. It's all about matchups. Now let's see what let's see what Minnesota's going to do. It should be, you know, they're in Minnesota. They got they have a great crowd. The crowd's going to be crazy. And, uh, yeah, it's think about the last time they know. had playoff. Like, 2018, I guess, doesn't count. So <laughs> the way things ended with Jimmy Butler. Oh, but. stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> no, but the crowd <laughs> is ready. Like the crowd is ready. Right. Uh, you know, Memphis did a much better job defensively, off-ball defense, on-ball defense. Fantastic. The the Minnesota offense looked a little bit stale. I mean, I want to see another big game from Anthony Edwards. He had 20 in game two. I want to see him step up. But credit to John Morant. He bounced back with almost a triple-double, just one rebound shy. But I can't wait. Tonight's game, who you rocking with for game three, BJ? Minnesota, you talking about Minnesota Grizz- yeah. and the Grizzlies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I expect the Grizzlies. I really do. I just think they are the better team. On the road. On the road. I, I think they're the better team. Um, it, it could go either way. But I'm going to say the Grizzlies are going to win this series. Yes. And, you know, if at some point here, one of these teams are going to win back-to-back games. I mean, I think the Grizzlies now, the coaching staff of the Grizzlies, uh, Coach Jenkins, I think they have the attention of the players now. You know, I think they came in feeling good about themselves, and you know, ESPN little wake came up down call. there for the yeah, for they came down there for like a couple of days, and they're getting the national press and your grindhouse, and we can win with Ja, we can win without Ja. You know, hey, they're feeling good as they should. I mean, they, these guys earned it. But you know what? You know what I really love? They got hit, and they came back. And they put a whooping on Minnesota. Now, I don't know if they sent a message. Well, you know what I mean? I don't know if they sent a message. Mm. But certainly, to me, it looked like they're saying they are the more dominant team. All right? They won by, yeah. what, 20? What They won by, what, 30 points or so? Yeah. They won 24 to 96. It was exactly 30 points. Okay. okay, 30 points. So, I mean. Well, I'm, I'm sticking with what I said after game one. It reminds me of the. Jazz Grizzly series last year, except this time the Grizzlies are the Jazz and the Timberwolves are the Grizzlies. You know, the new team wins yeah. the first one and then, okay, cool, let's handle business. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's but, what I think is going to happen. I think the, the Grizzlies jazz, are going to take care of them. Tonight. I'm, I'm not talking about the Jazz. I just want one name. I just want one name. It's official for me. I want one name. Who's it's winning tonight? official game? for me. I want one name. Jazz, Mavs, Luca might be back. Jazz. <laughs> he says begrudgingly. <laughs> and then Warriors <laughs> Nuggets. He's got to be the Warriors, surely. I don't see any way the Nuggets get this one. I'm just going to say the Nuggets because I can't believe it. I'm just going to say the Nuggets. I, I can't believe it. I mean, it, it's this is hard for me to watch. It, it's it, I, uh, This has been the most disappointing series for me. Not because the Warriors are up 2-0. Right. I, I, I think the Warriors are the better team, but I, I still expect players, especially veteran players, to play at a certain level. Mm-hmm. And this is really disappointing to me <laughs> because Jokic is an MVP caliber player. Well, BJ, I've got and one I'm question. I've got one yes. question. What are you drinking? Tonight, what it's is water. your drink of choice? 
Ah, yeah, cool. Just a little water. Because I think we're going to be at a pool party again. So you know, you got to you got to get drinks on the way. Okay. Can't put it up empty okay, I, I'll, I'll get it. I I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, what I'm saying? I get it. I I just the, the guys are going home. I, I I'm going to give these vet. I'm going to give these. I'm going to give these vets one more crack at it. <laughs> but it, I, I mean. I'm just, I'm really going to give them first five minutes. I'm going to give them five minutes. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm going to give them five minutes. And if they don't show me in the first five minutes of the game, Bo, I'm I'm cutting that one off. I can't, (laughs) I just can't believe it. No, seriously. Well, I'll I'll say say what we said the other night, right? We'll record after the game finishes, but if it's a blowout, we'll record while the game's going on. Yeah. So I'll see you at halftime. I'll see you. And you know what? I'm so disappointed. But if, if they lose big tomorrow, Mo, I'm just telling you. I'll see you I'm going all in. I'm going all in. I'm going Warriors. all in because you know what, Mo? I'm trying to, I'm trying to show some self restraint here because this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. This is just unacceptable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Mo? This is uh, Mo. These are veterans. They, I, I don't care if it's Jamal Murray's not playing or. Come on, Uncle Jeff. You know, we see what Uncle Michael Al's Porter, doing. Yeah. We see what Uncle yeah, Al's doing. Uncle Jeff, come on, you step up. I mean? Don't let the family down. You know, Al. Al has turned back the hands of time. Mm, I haven't fuck. seen them dunking probably three, four months. Come on, man. We need Boogie dunking, to do the same. You know what I mean? Al's moving out there. You know, I expect veterans to show up yeah. when it's time. You, you can't and be relying on been, Bones Highland. <laughs> yeah, this is this is like unbelievable. Yeah, yeah unbelievable. But anyway, what is believable is that you are currently listening to the greatest podcast in the world, the Hoop Genius Podcast. So make sure that you are subscribed and you leave a review if you enjoy the show and a little rating, five star Spotify, all of that. I want to say a big love to everyone who's been sharing the show. You know, I've seen a lot of you guys tweeting about it. I've seen a lot of you guys yes. posting it on your Instagram. I just want to say thank I can't you. thank you enough for spreading the word and sharing it with your friends. Um, it honestly means the world to us. It helps us continue doing what we do. If you do enjoy the show, feel free to share it with any basketball lovers in your life or any people who are getting into the playoffs now. Because we know a lot of people start watching basketball when it comes to playoff time. Make sure that they're tuned in because we're going to be back here tomorrow morning breaking down the action. So until next time, my people, make sure that you go back and watch the Soics locking up KD one more time because it was truly a joy. But until tomorrow morning, get buckets.